if, if this was a boxing right uh, battle and uh, we go two points, uh, we should win this game because uh, um, I think the team play with a lot of personality today, controlled totally the game, had the possession, uh, had made uh, good plays, good chances, and uh, we were uh, controlling the game. And uh, this is why we have to give credit to this group because if you want to be a top, um, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to get wins. And even that the team did a lot of things good today and deserved more than uh, we were getting, we concede a goal in a very uh, un unlucky thing without a, a call that it was weird. It was coming from a no PK call to Sam Junqua. Uh, to a fault that uh, it wasn't clear if uh, Farfan uh, touches the guy, we I have to double check, and then uh, a, 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 you know a strange bounce to in front of Vima, he just get there, um, and uh, even that uh, our team has that belief and that mentality that until uh, the end of the whistle, um, you fight to get something. And this is why uh, talking with uh, Nkosi in the 80th, I told him in the 80, 89th minute, please go uh, as a forward. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, teams that are brave and take risks uh, get rewarded. And I'm really happy that um, our players um, get at least a point because I think they put everything into this game to to get more. Well, you just heard head coach, FC Dallas head coach, Nico Estevez in the post game um, responding to the 1-1 draw in San Jose. Welcome everyone to another edition of Afterburn Soccer Show. I'm your host, Nathan Hill. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill. And with me tonight is our, our good buddy, Jose Carmona. You can follow him at El Chico Carmona. Well, it's definitely a, a weekend of draws uh, for both teams, for FC Dallas and for North Texas. Both away um, goals, and you know it's been coming off of some a pretty strong play. Um, you know, well, a, a mixed bag for North Texas, but for FC Dallas, it's been a pretty good run of form. Certainly, been some mistakes, been some some things that have not gone their way, and yet there's also these opportunities for them to sort of claw back a point on the road, which you take in this league. So let's just start with that San Jose match. You know, I was a little down on this team and that that game watching it live. I kind of I remember being a little. I mean, I was grateful for that tying goal, and elated, but frustrated that the team couldn't get more going. Frustrated that the team just, uh, you know, should have had but had a goal earlier, been more dangerous, and so felt like uh, maybe FC Dallas got a little bit lucky there at the end. And yet, you know, with some hindsight, going back and looking at the match. Uh, I think Nico's kind of right that that FC Dallas put their imprint on this match, uh, and and really were very unlucky not to have a, a shot go into the net. Um, it was just a, a, a weird kind of set of circumstances to be down a goal off that bounce that Tumasi didn't handle. So I'm just curious what your thoughts were. Was this a was this one where you just uh, you agree with Nico that you know the, the team deserved more? Yeah, I think they deserved more. Um, it, it's just unfortunate that you know they gave up the goal, and 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 that just seems to be the thing with this with this season is is the defense, you know, unable to 
you know, playing solid, solidly, but still conceding something, and then the offense having to find a way to get a draw or or pull out a late win. It, yeah, I, I don't know that San Jose did anything that that made me think, you know, that we were in danger of lose actually losing to them, and that's just a lot when you're taking into consideration, you know, the people we're missing and the yeah. another injury or two to boot to go out there and uh considering the shape that this team was in and to walk out with one point i mean don't get me wrong i'm i'm excited i'm happy with the point but at the same time you, you got to wonder it's like wow this if this team was in better shape you know i think i think yeah. really what we saw on the field this is a team that could have easily walked out of there with three yeah, I mean, it, I, I think that's the other thing. That's why, so, you know, being a little frustrated by the result, uh, you have to temper that when you think, man, he just had the shortest bench he's ever had. I mean, just there's, uh, um, I mean, starting Sham, uh, Sam Junka as a sort of left mid or uh, kind of whatever role. But he actually played pretty well. I got to give credit oh, to Oh, him. he did. He didn't look lost or anything, but it's still, when you're like, Wondering what our shape is uh, depth-wise on the wing. Yeah. <laughs> That's the answer. That should answer you where we're at. Yeah, that is true. So, and and missing the leadership of Mark, Martin Paz in goal. I mean, Jimmy Morrow, I think, acquitted himself as, as just for what he is. Um, you kind of wish he had done better on that Tumasi goal, but you wish Tumasi had done better too. I, I, still the weirdest, kind of like a mental. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's tough. That that goal just seemed seemed to wheel itself in, you know. Um, don't know what to say other than that, you yeah, know. It, it was yeah. like you said, that's why that's why they tell you to just dump it in there because sometimes things just go your way, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that was a goal that screamed luck, but also screamed missed opportunities for uh, FC Dallas to clear it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a tough one, but not not the first time we've seen. Uh, a goal go in against FC Dallas where we're like, what was that? Where did that yeah. come from? Right. Um, you know, so defensively, the team played fairly well. And, uh, you know, and uh, it, it was even interesting to think that Jesus almost had another goal if it just went off the post on that one. He had some some opportunities. Yeah. But kind of hard, too, when you're playing with um, two uh, holding mids, you lose Siki. Uh to an injury it's just this team is in a, in a tough spot and you and yet you come away with a point on the road which you would typically take um in any day of the week uh if you can get it you know so yeah you know i i'll take it I'm, I'm happy we got the point like i said just part of me disappointed we didn't get three part of me was disappointed we didn't get three against houston so you know it it is what it is but you're gonna take the positive is they get the point on the road they remain a solid fourth place squad, and and here's the thing that, about that being a solid. And by what I mean by solid fourth place is that you know fifth, sixth, seventh. There's no team that that's gonna surpass FC Dallas uh, with a simple win. You know, FC Dallas would have to basically lose or draw, and they'd have to win a couple of games. So they're locked in. They're solidly a fourth place team. But the thing that gets me is the teams ahead of them outside of LAFC, Seattle and St. Louis, 
they're not on sure footing. They're not like running away from FC Dallas. They're pretty mm-hmm. much, I mean, if FC Dallas wins their next match, boom, they tie Seattle. Simple as that. Uh, not so simple against St. Louis, but we got a game. We got to finish up against St. Louis anyway. I'm just saying this. FC Dallas is a solid fourth place squad with the potential to at least move up one, possibly two spots if they can just start, you know, if they can stay in this runner form and start getting three three points here and there instead of draws. Um, I think that's good. I think, you know, as, as, as late as we're into the season, I know most of us FC Dallas fans have been worried about how the team hasn't looked great. But they've looked rock solid. I, I think that's what's getting us is that the team has looked solid but has been unable to basically put away yeah. opponents or get that second goal. And for a team that, that, that's averaging, you know, allowing a goal a game almost, yeah, the attack has to be better. Well, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us on the streams here. Clady, I don't know, yo, yo back at you. Welcome to Major League Soccer Chat, <laughs> FC Dallas, North Texas. Uh, hit us with any questions you got, and if, if they fit, we'll throw them in the show and, and talk about them if, if you want to know more. Um, yeah, it's such a – it's so you, – you just got to – that's why I, I was a little bit, like, frustrated that the team just couldn't find a way through earlier in the match. And then – but I've gone back and looked at it. I listened to Nico and – and, and I sort of agree that really it, it's hard to be too harsh on this team right now with everything they're going through. Good thing is, good news is, is that at least according to what Nico shared last week, is that some guys should begin to get healthy for this team this week that we might see uh, Giovanni Jesus get, get a fit or at least be on the be available um, and maybe Sebastian that get Paul Ariola is on the mend as well. So there's some good – some good things happening. Of course, Martin Paza, hopefully, at least he's, he's tweeting a lot, so at least his hands are good. <laughs> well, that's his, right? We had four missing starters again yeah. on the road, and then uh, one of the guys that we pushed into uh, into starting spot gets injured, and then some now Velasco's got to come inside. you got to bring in uh, a left back to play left wing. And, and considering everything that happened – you know, I mean, yeah. a point a point is, is something to be excited about. Here's, here's what I'm excited about, actually. The last, we're on a four-match unbeaten run. Mm-hmm. Think on that. Four-match unbeaten run, considering this team has been missing players. Mm-hmm. You know, they're less than 100%, have been less than 100%. Uh, a team that we are have, as fans, question the depth of this team is doing just fine. Missing multiple starters. You know, and I think that bodes well for this team if they can get healthy, because the one thing you want is you want to do a run. You're like, oh, you want your team to do a run. This team looks like if they get healthy is placing itself in a position to make a kind of run. Of course, we still have the congested schedule, so the team may get healthy, but it's very clearly that this 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 bunch of games is going to be hard to actually keep the team healthy. It, we'll probably get players back and lose other players like Tuomas. He, he looked pretty bad there towards the end. And we have to be concerned whether he'll be even 100% for the next match. Mm-hmm. you know, Or his backup will be 100% for the for the match, uh, Giovanni Jesus. So, you know, it's yes, we got some buddies coming back, but of course we're con- I'm concerned that we're losing. You know, how's Siki doing too? 
Yeah, how Siki doing new? And Paxton was out this past game. I hope that hopefully it was just uh, resting him up. He's had a lot of load on him, and it's going to be another two game week as first FC Dallas will travel to Sporting Kansas City, and then be back at home for Nashville. And that Nashville match in particular, um, I hope you know, I really want the team to do well and sort of evict that ghost of the Open Cup loss, which was just a disappointing match. And, but what's interesting, because even though they, they, they got they have a really disappointing match, they really, I think their streak has started since then. Is that right? I think that's right. I think that they have that's been correct. since. And so in some ways that motivated them. So um, Sporting Kansas City is an interesting team. They, they looked cooked, finished, you know. Uh, we were talking about, you know, Vermes getting out and, and, and while they're still not out of the woods, they, they uh, you know, did play. They did win this past weekend, and they perked up, had a couple of wins since then, and so uh, will not be an easy uh, matchup. Well, game, games against sporting are always chippy affairs, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's going to be a scrap. Whether you get a win or a loss or a draw, you know, I, you got to be concerned with a team like us going in there. It's going to be such a scrappy, scrappy match that you you got to be concerned about the health of your squad coming out of there and how the judges call it. You know, the judges can let them play mm-hmm. um, or not. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting a really physical encounter against against uh, Sporting, and uh, you know, like I said, has to concern me. I, I hope I, I'm I'll, yeah. of anything. I hope we come out of there healthy. That's that's my my big yeah. thing with with Sporting. Well, and it, it, this might be that chance we see some uh, guys from uh, that have typically been playing with North Texas kind of on the back end of the roster that they may get pushed into action just to give somebody else a rest or we, for a part of the we game. We did have quite a few North Texas guys on, on the bench last game. I mean, I mean, you had Corica on there. You had Endele who made his, made his debut. Uh, do we have Webster, Webster the, the, the backup mm-hmm. goalkeeper, was He's there? He's the backup and, until passes. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Uh, who else? Oh. Norris was on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've we had like three or four guys from from North Texas on the bench, and I mean that should tell you just how um how those injuries, you know, even the small ones, they they're gonna cost this team eventually. We have they haven't cost them currently, mm-hmm. so you know I think that's you know well, you got to give Nico credit uh, for that. A big. A big gift. It, hey, and maybe this would be something to watch for. And I, I, I don't know uh, that this would be the action, but you know, you, maybe you say, "Hey, let's uh, let's give Jesus some rest." Uh, although Jesus looks to be one of the fittest players in the squad, so maybe you don't do that. Uh, it, or maybe you say, "Jesus, play in the midfield," and you start Jesus Jimenez at the top. But I, I sure would love to see something from Jimenez um, just in this time to get him going. But. Um, We'll see, right? We'll see. There's just a lot of yeah, question marks I, how Nico is going to handle it. I mean, I think Jesus probably one of the guys that is probably not going to be getting any rest anytime soon because we we don't have anyone to spell him. I mean, Jimenez hasn't shown that he can handle it. I mean, our second leading scorer on the team is, is you know, one of our center backs. So, <laughs> uh, so that should tell you that, that this team really cannot afford to sit at all and then we're probably going to lose him once uh is that nations league yeah coming up so yeah you know i part of me is like yeah give him a rest but on the other hand it's like we can't really afford to you know we can't really afford he's the one guy that we can't afford to sit mm-hmm. because 
we don't we don't have anyone to replace him. Period. Well, uh, and that'll be a, a chance for one of these young guys to step up, and we'll see what the team does. But let's use that chance then to shift over to North Texas, because while FC Dallas has been dealing with their injury crisis, North Texas has had to deal uh, by just drawing upon and relying on those young guys. A two-match week for them, draws mm-hmm. for them, lost penalty shootouts, uh, which you know are kind of a lottery anyway. Uh, but uh, really, actually, I, I think even with North Texas, the draws are disappointing, and yet this is a really young team. Uh, to to be able to come back and to draw games or to you know to go up against Colorado Rapids two three times the only unbeaten team in MLS Next Pro right now one of the best teams in MLS Next Pro like it's it, there's been some really good performances despite the defensive errors and and this weekend on Sunday it was yesterday it was um, a, a defensive error in the first like three minutes it just led to a goal an easy goal like a just a... Yeah, those those errors are a concern because the the attack has gotten underway for uh, North Texas. I mean, they they their attack. I believe they have the eighth best attack in in uh, MLS Next Pro if I if I remember correctly, but they have like the fifth worst defense. You know, so it's mm-hmm. tough to win games when you're consistently allowing two and three goals per game, which is which is what's happening here. We're not talking about they're allowing one goal or, or, or anything like that. We're, we're talking, they're allowing multiple goals per game. And the, the, uh, the attack has found a way to sort of get itself going and, and keep this team in games, but they got to figure out how to fix, fix up that defense. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the issue is with it. It's just breakdowns really. Um, I know, from what I've seen from the team is that their two, their left, our left back and our right back are more offensive-minded um, type fullbacks as opposed to defensive stalwarts, and that could be—I'm not saying that's the issue, but that could be one of the issues—is you've got uh, the back line for whatever reason, whoever we pair up, they don't seem to be on the same page at all times, and when you've got, you know, left back and right back that are better offensively than defensively, that's not going to help. You know, it falls on our whoever our number six is to do a better job, and that would be Saint, I believe. And Norris has been playing there some also. And it's just not – I mean, you see signs. They, these are they're, these are tough teams that they're – you know, yeah. getting a point in St. Louis is a good result. Um, Rapids are just really good team. They're, they're the best team in the West right now. So – even the draw, a draw against them hurts, but it's not a terrible result. And so I think North Texas is starting, starting to point in the right direction. They're getting yeah. some results. They're just unable to put teams away yet, which is very similar to what FC Dallas is doing. If you yeah. think about it. Yeah, and and you know, I think you know not uh, the question mark we have for FC Dallas with some of their. You know, defensive lapses was when you when you don't have that sort of core set of guys who can get into rhythm and develop how they you know communicate how they can work together because you've had multiple goalkeepers start um, for North Texas you've had multiple center back three pairings. different ones three different yeah. ones three different goalkeepers start yeah and 
it, so you know it's just a, it's a tricky thing to do and these are all young guys that's what we say like they're teenage some of them are teenagers and we're not saying like 19 year olds we're saying like 16 17 year olds but but the kids are rising to the challenge i love that you know nairobi vargas uh it does seem like a really legit he's only 17 so there's still some time but he's a really legit uh talent um, striker he just <laughs> is doing some good work he's honestly honestly the hype on him has been growing um since he got called up uh by his uh is it honduras i think mm-hmm. I-, I could be wrong there but he was lighting it up in, in uh, youth national team play, and that carried right on to you know him coming back. And honestly, he's he's got to be one of the players that you got to sign to a homegrown contract. Really, he's got to be up there. One of, one of your, uh, I, of course, Eyestone is is a guy you want to get. And there's only so many you can sign. So I, I would hope that they try to sign Vargas to either a homegrown contract or what they did with Ursua, which everyone suspects is a hybrid contract where he signed to North Texas, but, you know, the year after he'll, or, or the year after that, he'll be joining the senior team. So mm-hmm. yeah, very excited about Vargas and what he's doing and, and definitely a guy that should be one of the top must, must sign homegrowns. He's uh he's a uh, uh, he has size on his side and he uh, you know can really occupy those center backs and help create space. Um, Diego Pepe came in right off the bench and scored a goal. I almost a joke. I almost wanted to ask him about his brother Ricardo and said, "Hey, what do you know? Where, where's Ricardo going?" But uh, you know, I, uh, Diego scored his first professional goal with North Texas. So congratulations for hit to him. But he just noted that when he came in on that goal where he was able to score the tying, the tying, the tap in pretty much on the back post, that Nairobi, mm-hmm. that both center backs are following Nairobi. And that just shows you what, how much teams are going like, oh, this kid, maybe 17, but, but he, he can score against us. So we have to, we have to, uh, you know, follow him and track him and, and that creates space for other players. So, you know, go down two goals and come back two for a young team. Because there were points earlier in the season where they went down three goals or two goals and they gave up two more goals. You know, yeah, and they completely... folded. And they folded. Yeah. You know what's exciting about this match against St. Louis? I know it was just a draw, and, and it's a draw they rallied from. But like you said, it was an extremely young team, even by North Texas standards. Uh, all the U18 guys on the on the starting roster were ice stone. You had uh, Baker who started at center back next to Santos. He's an academy kid. Got his, I think it's the second start. I believe he started the previous match also. And then you've got your, your, you got Ursua, who's what, 17, 16. Mm-hmm. Then you had uh, Garcia and Hernandez, both again, 17, 16. Uh, Anthony Ramirez was on there. He started. So did uh, Vargas. Like I said, again, two U18 guys. Uh, and then you had Pepe who came off the bench, who's also another teenager. And and really, because of the short week, because of the short week, North Texas had to lean on some of the academy kids and some of their younger players. And for them to, to go on the road and get two points with such a young squad, that's what this team has. You know, you, you get, you get a, a result on the road. And you get experience. Most importantly, you get experience for those young players coming up, which is what North Texas does the best. 
it's sad that the results aren't, you know, W's, 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 W's like we like to. But at the same time, on the developmental front, this team is winning on that. And you're not, you're not, some of the teams that they play against is basically a couple of guys that are signed to, to MLS next pro contracts and a bunch of players from the reserve, you know, from the senior roster spot uh, squad that are loaned down. Who are you developing? You're, you're not developing anybody. Your, your, your reserves are basically staying in shape for when they have to play for the senior team. You're not seeing that with North Texas. North Texas is, is doing what we want a reserve team to do. Giving the young players an opportunity to go out there, play professional team, play on hostile environment, and, and learn from, you know, uh, going down and, and learning all those hard things that come with being professional, how to deal with that. So, yeah, in the long yeah. run, I think, I think it's, it's good for North Texas. Well, and the other wrinkle of course was that, uh, Tyshawn Rose earned a second yellow card and you know, wasn't, I, I couldn't see well from the feed. I didn't think it looked like a second yellow, but, um, you know, it was a late challenge, and uh, you know, Tyshawn has been a really steadfast there at, the, at left back. He's been a strong player this season for North Texas. Uh, Coach Cano said that that that's one of the crises that they'll have to deal with this week is um, who's going to play left back. That with guys away at the, with the first team, there's not a lot yeah, of but, options. Yes, but they do have a couple of kids. Uh, you know that have started from the academy. So my guess is that's their most likely way that they'll go is they'll simply have one of the academy kids start at left back. Or I I wouldn't be surprised if they play uh, Norris there. He's played left back also. So so there are options for them. Mostly yeah, he mentioned options. Costa. Costa has played there a bit yep. and could. Yeah, yeah they have several guys that have played there. They have experience there. So I, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But it, but yeah, hey, I, I I I love watching North Texas just because you are just watching young guys, uh, really on both sides, both teams just look, work, gain experience, and you know try to start a run of play that that catapults them to the next level. And so there's just something that's pure and really fun about it, and, and especially when guys do something amazing, it's just it's just really cool to watch. It is soccer, and and if they form. get. If they do well in North Texas, you know, they, they they play well. You know, look at Endele. He's looked really great at North Texas. And then he gets rewarded by earning his first senior, uh, you know, MLS minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's great. I mean, that's what's going to – that's what these kids can see that. They can see, hey, one of the guys that was loaned down played well enough. He got given minutes. You know, maybe I'm the next guy because – some of these kids, they get invited to train with a with a senior, you know, with a senior roster from time to time, and so they're given a chance to impress, and and if they can show that, if they can show they can dominate at this level, then like like Vargas is showing right now, that's pretty exciting because because uh, unlike last year when we had the disconnect before between the senior team and and the and the reserve team, we don't have that this year. So there's chances for other players similar to Endele to impress in North Texas and get their first pro minutes mm-hmm. with, with FC Dallas, especially with the congested schedule. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I think, you know, that kind of does it for the main portion of the show. Of course, Sporting Kansas City awaits on Wednesday. And then, of course, this weekend at home uh, for Nashville. We could, we'll chat about that, those matches. But first, of course, there's some rumors swirling around 
one of the rumors we haven't really we didn't really talk about. I think uh, we we missed the pod last week, but uh, that there is rumors of uh, uh, Syria team Napoli is interested in Jesus Ferreira, which you know of course you know that, what what that, does that mean? Does it mean they're tracking him? Does that mean they're keeping an eye on him? Does that mean they're going to make a bid for him this summer? Um, who knows? You know, a lot of it's just it's just a rumor, and it could just be agent talk or something like that. Uh, but then the other two pieces that affect uh, two or three pieces that affect FC Dallas is is rumors about a lot of a lot of movement among the United States men's national team, which means Ricardo Pepe is likely going to get sold from Augsburg. There's there's a couple of teams that are that have expressed interest, um, and he's had a really strong season, 13 goals. Uh, and then uh, uh, Brian Reynolds, you know, who kind of got benched almost immediately when he went to Syria, has uh, has kind of reemerged on a nice loan deal. He's gotten a lot of minutes, experience, done well, and there's some conversation about his future, a future move which could support, could send some cash to FC Dallas, and finally Reggie Cannon as well. There's always uh, talk about him moving from Boa Vista. So, I mean. Uh, it, I, it, it feels like, especially with Pepe and with Reynolds, at least there's two really strong possibilities for FC Dallas to get a little extra income this, this summer from those transfer clauses that they've had for sell-on fees. Um, the question will be, you know, how do they use that when it, if it happens? And, you know, um, is, that, is that a nice boost for them to play with this summer to, to strengthen this squad for a playoff run? I mean, so are, are these just... Things to smoke right now for you, Jose, or you think uh, we're going to see a lot more, a lot more stuff heat up over the next month? No, we're going to get a lot more stuff heating up, uh, not just this, and and it, it's really important for some of these moves to happen for FC Dallas because let's face it, we all know that the hunts aren't big spenders, and the only time they've spent is when they've made a big sale, like when they sold Pepe initially, or Reynolds initially. And, and they had that money from those sales, and then they would go out and spend. And let's face it, this this team looks like it's it, – the FC Dallas looks like they're one, possibly two key additions from making that step up. You know, where we're right now, we're, we're fourth place. But honestly, to compete, to, to put themselves in a spot where they can be seen as a serious threat towards reaching MLS Cup, I think we can all agree that that a couple of players need to be added for that to happen. It's not going to happen unless unless there's money coming in, and 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 so these these moves in Europe, that potential moves, we should be cheering them on right now. Reynolds, uh, his rumor has a lot more behind it than than any any of the other rumors. Uh, I I forgot who's who's interested in him, but the rumor is that they already have a loan. Uh, uh, destination for him, so he'll supposedly they'll sign him and send him out to loan immediately, and it's supposed to be uh, right there. Either that same, the either uh, Netherlands or Belgium is supposed to be one of those countries. They're supposed to already have uh, a spot for him. So, and and I mean, a player like that, they don't want to be signed and wonder what's going to happen with them. They they want to know sure. what's what they're signing up for. And so Reynolds, it looks like there's a path and a destination for him. Pepe, we're hearing uh, Feyenoord and PSV are supposedly both interested in him. Uh, the big question is, can they afford him? You know, I mean, it, don't forget Oxford paid 20 million, and 20 million 
from either of those teams doesn't sound like the kind of money they would spend. I'm not saying that you won't spend a lot, but 20 million isn't it. So you're looking probably where they're going to want to do a, a big yeah. uh, sell on class or something like that. And, and like I said, we don't know how big of deals these would be if they go through, but it's money that'll help Dallas. The one that I'm most interested, interested in is uh, Reggie Cannon. There, there's interest hitting up for him in Turkey. And if he's sold, I mean, Boavista still hasn't paid FC Dallas a penny for that transfer. So I'm sure any transfer they, they manage to sell is going to see Dallas get some cash coming in. And they had a hefty clause on them. It was like either 40 or 50% sell-on clause. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they might as well just sign the whole check over to FC Dallas and call it a day, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, and that's just it. You know, it's 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 we got the – the Ferreira to Napoli rumors. I mean, these rumors are just going to get yeah. get out there, you know. Maybe, maybe most of them won't amount to anything, but there is zero doubt that there's interest in Pepe to move. Whether Augsburg will sell him or not, that's really the only question. There's absolutely teams out there that want him. Uh, there's teams that want Reynolds, and I don't doubt that there's some interest in, uh, in uh, Cannon. I just don't know how high that interest is mm -hmm. well good stuff uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see kind of these things trickle through over the next month or so um i also want to want to throw in there that let's not forget the u20 world cup's going on mm -hmm. and uh justin che has started two of the three matches at center back uh not at right back not at le left mid right mid but at center back and he's looked good the back line, I believe they were the only team to uh, not allow a single goal in group stage. So Che is out there doing what he has to do to remind people that, hey, he's still a high-end prospect, you know. And, and che, so of all the, of all the players that, that, you know, Dallas could possibly sell, Che is probably the one that will bring in the most uh, – considering all the other ones who are counting on selling classes. So uh, we should be excited to see Che doing what he needs to do to elevate, to elevate his status and remind people that, Hey, I'm still high end prospect started three matches and of, uh, two of the three matches and against the two toughest opponents. And, and while he wasn't the standout of the back line, the whole back line looked great. So, so I, I want to say he had a, a excellent first game and had a solid second game. And, the teams advanced. Will they play New Zealand next? You know, got to watch uh, Che. You know, I, I, as, as far as this team can go, the further this team goes, the, the higher the the uh, odds that, that Che and some of his fellow players on that on that roster get draw significant interest, in, interest from Europe. Yeah. So I'm all for that. Well, uh, I, we do need to leave it there. I know we got two two matches this week. We'll we'll do match predictions on the on the blog at uh, some point, um, and uh, it should be an interesting week to watch and see what happens and see who gets healthy for FC Dallas. So we appreciate everyone watching. Please be sure to subscribe for free on Afterburn.soccer. It's our Substack page, and we'll post our audio there tomorrow from this and. Uh, like us, subscribe us, share us. Uh, yeah, we want to we want to grow this conversation. So thank you all for joining us tonight. Thank you, Jose. Thank you.